You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 34, a.k.a. Luther's Undersea City. Hello, and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Mm. That's Stephen saying hi, by the way. Yeah, he's going to grunt my, yeah. my hello. Uh, <clears throat> reminds me of, uh, I just finished the second season of Primal. Was it you that I was talking yeah, to Yeah, I haven't about watched that? it yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jendi. Jendi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Tartakovsky. Yeah. Um, I like his stuff. Even though I, I never watched all of Samurai Jack. But, uh, well, that's okay. He did that that uh, Clone Wars before the before the Clone Wars CGI, mm-hmm. they did the, the series of shorts by him that were really good. He was Dexter's Laboratory. Yes, originally, or at least that's the first place I saw him. I don't know yeah. if that was yeah. his first, but yeah, that's what I remember. So, this is the fourth episode. Uh, those of you that are listening to the podcast, you might not be aware of this, but the fourth episode, we're recording in one sitting. And so, one more time, I ask, Stephen, do you have a podcast recommendation? I do. Um, for those watching, um, this is something that I, this is a, a show that I, I just finished listening to uh, three episodes yesterday. And it's, uh, it's called The Newsprint Commando, hosted oh. by our very own wow. Ed Moore. Uh, you can find that at comicbooknoise.com slash TNC for The Newsprint Commando. And uh, according to, um, I think I got this off of Apple Podcasts. Uh, join Ed as he talks about comics from the late 70s, 80s, and early 90s. And here's the key, not published by Marvel or DC. So um, the episodes I listened to recently were the first three issues of The Adventurers mm-hmm. from 1986. You've also talked about like Badger and Nexus, among uh, others. Right. Bad, but I... Of everything you've talked about so far, Badger and Nexus are the only ones I'd ever heard of. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So I'm really kind of enjoying, I, I've never heard of the adventurers, but it sounds fun. And the one thing I think of when I'm listening to these is if I was uh, like I was in my 20s, where I did a lot of back issue diving, where I did, we go in and go through the back issue bins, this would be the perfect podcast to uh, follow. And then go find that stuff, you know, um, man, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, again, the key here folks is that it's, it's not Marvel and DC books. And so, uh, you're going to hear, you're probably going to hear some stuff that you've, you've never heard of before. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Well, thank you. Um, I, I remember back in the day, uh, when I saw ads for the adventurers, uh, basically, um, to, it, it's it's two things. Uh, one thing is that it was uh, the 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 elevator pitch was Dungeons and Dragons meets the X Men. Yeah, and I was a huge X Men fan, and I'm like, wait, D and D, and so that's that's what got me. But yeah, that's that's what the adventurers are. Um, this is the 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 show Stevens talking about is the first volume. It ran. Um, Somewhere in the mid twenties, I think. I think I talk. I'll, I ended up talking about the first five issues. Okay. And uh, there's a second volume of about 
the same 20 to 25 issues. And then I think there was a third volume of like 10 or 12 issues. Um, for the most part, it's the same characters through all of those. But of course, uh, as I spoke of, I think in the very first issue, one of the original party dies right off in the first yeah. issue, which if you've ever played D&D, &D, uh, you're lucky if you uh, yeah. as the player character survive. Uh, that, you know, that's all you're hoping for. Um, so, but yeah, th those were, those were a lot of fun to, to read again. The first volume I read, um, if I ever talk about the second or third volume, it'll be the first time I've read those. Oh, nice. But yeah, that, that, those, those were a lot of fun. I'm, um, as we have been talking about on Twitter about recording ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I already have three different books over the course of the number of shows that I want to release for next year, uh, picked out that I want to talk about. Okay. And um, some, some of those people might have heard of. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, actually so, here before too long, I'll, I'll start sitting down and recording those. So as of the time we're recording this, which is, was uh, November 15th, uh, the, the latest episode was for volume one, issue three of the adventurers. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to when this episode releases on December 26th, where do you think, where do you think we'll be? Um, I think probably we will have finished up, uh, the, the five issue run of that and, and we'll be finishing up the first year of the show. Um, so that's, that's everything that I've pre-recorded. Okay. I don't have anything else yet. Um, it's what I'm, I'm, can you, can, can you tease us with, uh, some titles for 2023? Sure. Uh, See if I I've looking, heard of any of them. I am looking at, uh, Samurai from Air Cell Comics, uh, okay. by Barry Blair. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a book called Red Fox from mm -hmm. Harrier Comics, which is a UK company. Hmm. Uh, Samurai, I think, was a little bit earlier, like 83, 84. Red Fox was in the middle, 86, 87. And then um, my, my plan is to release two, two kind of two schedules. The Samurai and Red Fox, I'll alternate once a month. But I'm going to release a second show on like, I don't know, the second Tuesday or the second Wednesday of every month, whatever where I'm going to be focusing on the books published by Pacific. Uh, among the books that Pacific had was the very first volume of Gru, which was about 15 issues. Okay. But also the very first book that they published was a Jack Kirby book. Wow. So, and, and the way I'm, I'm thinking about doing that is much like our fellow podcaster, John Wilson did with um, all the pouches. So I will record shows talking about all of the books published in a given month, and then I will drop all of those episodes at the same time, um, which okay. probably won't do anything that affects next year because their publishing schedule never got more than like just a couple books, um, which I'll yeah. be able to squeeze into one episode. But if cool. I continue and at, at that rate, if I continue, it, it'll take me about three years to talk about all their books. Um, the second and the third year, there's some months where they do like eight, 10, 12 books. So yeah, those will, those will be fun to do. Uh, but that's so Samurai from Air Cell, uh, Red Fox from Harrier and the very first 
um, book from Pacific is um, oh Jack Kirby Captain. Oh, I can't remember the title. Captain. Nope. But the next book from them is a book called Star Slayer, which uh, mm. some folks may remember hearing ab- about Star Slayer. It was based. Sounds familiar. It was based on an opera, mm. on a on a sci-fi opera uh, that was written over on the left coast back in the early 80s. And it was adapted into mm. a comic book. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I definitely have heard of Samurai. Um, okay. uh, I was reading or trying to get my hands on elf lord yes uh which was aerosol and i mm-hmm. i i got a number of copies up in the attic somewhere and they have a number of them available on comiXology do um, they really yeah wow. yeah okay. I've, I've i think volume one and volume two are all on comiXology there's only like five or six mm-hmm. issues yeah. in each volume but um so i i knew i knew about samurai and then what was it dragon ring is that another Dra- one that they did yes. at the time yes it is. um but i never i i didn't really read any of those they 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 weren't fantasy comics about elves so i didn't i didn't <laughs> have any interest yeah and that's true. uh but i'd never heard of this red red, red fox i think red probably fox. a lot of people won't have yeah. heard of that one because it was a uk book yeah. so and i don't but, know a lot i've ever heard of I, I know what grew was but i don't know that i've heard of a company called pacific so um the Red Fox is a uh, kind of a Red Sonia character. Okay. That's kind of what she is. All right. All right. Fun stuff coming up. So the, uh, the... Thank, thank you for the shout out, by the yeah, way. Sure. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's fun show. If you guys uh, enjoy listening to Ed talk about Superman here, jump over there and listen to that. Here, here's some, maybe some stuff that you've, you've, you've didn't know existed. And then if you are one that likes to, frequent comic book stores and uh you know go through those back issue bins this he ed's giving you a list of books to to look for yeah uh piper cody i'm sorry uh, that i i can't remember the title of that uh pacific kirby captain something let me see if i can get it up here with a couple keywords um captain caveman no um pacific Comics. Tell you what, if if uh, I, I would totally be down to writing a Captain Caveman comic book. Would you now? Oh yeah, I, li- I like me some Captain Caveman when I was a kid. Uh, bear with me a minute, guys. This is going to haunt me if I if I don't pull it out of my behind and give the title of the book. Mm, stinky, stinky here, Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers. Ooh, that's a long title. Is that not a Kirby sounding name? That though? sounds very eighties though. Uh, yeah, early early eighties is when Pacific yeah. was in, and they were only around for like three years. Mm. They were um, a yeah, we, flash we, in the pan. You know, but the the comic book store that we shopped in in the eighties and then uh, into the nineties uh, in downtown Lawrence, Kansas, called Quality Comics. They did a pretty good job of getting a lot of indie books. You know, being a college town, you know right. there there was some some draw for that kind of stuff but yeah I don't I've never heard a lot of those so. um something else about Star Slayer that I, I forgot but Star Slayer contained the first appearance of the Rocketeer Oh nice so the Rocketeer Oh right. yeah okay <laughs> The Rocketeer I'm the Rocketeer the Rocketeer So there we go Dwayne Captain Rock Johnson Galactic Rangers <laughs> Okay so are we are we Bantered. Banter complete. All right. 
So, today we're looking at Luther's Undersea City, which is the second story to appear in Superman number four. This is written for us by Jerry Siegel, penciled by Joe Schuster, and inked by Paul Cassidy. Superman number four has a cover date that indicates spring 1940, but Mike's Amazing World kind of pins that down for us and guesstimates that that had an on-sale date of February 15, 1940, which February. Now he's, yeah, that's, this is that's spring, isn't it? Yeah, and this yeah, is much. one of those where you know we talked last time uh, or the last time we did a, a group of of episodes, not in the last episode, but that on Mike's Amazing World of Comics, uh, I, I started to notice that some of those books have a, a have it listed as approximate sale date, and some of them mm-hmm. are listed as on sale date. And this was one that has on sale date, so I think that's Mike saying. This is when it was, this is when it hit the shelves or hit the stands was February according, 15th. Yeah. According to all the research. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he. I don't know how they do that either. Man, you know, I was, I, uh, there's a, a guy uh, in, is it Georgia? One of the new senators in Georgia, who's a, a comic book fan. And I started following him on uh, um, Twitter and he's tweeted about being at the the library of Congress and finding a bunch of comic books there like oh you know, yeah are, i saw i saw yeah that. so uh so you, it because it, like and and i i told my wife that and i turned to terry and i said you know i wonder if every comic book company in this country has to send a copy to the library of congress don't, don't most books that are published have to send a copy to them i think so and that's kind of weird because where do you fit all that after a while I don't know, but that's their problem. I just yeah. want to go and see that. Bunch of underground stuff. That's what that's what I'm saying. P- Piper Cody uh, put in the chat that uh, February 12th, 1940, was the the debut of the radio serial. Cool. So, uh, so actually, now would be the time to start listening yeah. as our reading matches up with when the radio serial started. Radio. I'm already yeah. behind reading the newspaper serial if I was going to do that. That started last year. Yeah. So, all right. So, the synopsis, uh, this synopsis rather, is courtesy of Mike's Amazing World of Comics as well. Superman investigates trouble with the nation's oil wells. He learns that Luther is behind the crisis and saves some of the wells from destruction. Later, as Clark Kent, he and Lois are kidnapped by two of Luther's thugs because they've caused Luther trouble in the past. Clark knocks Lois out and then causes the thugs to drive off a cliff. When Lois revives, they fly by plane to a glass-enclosed city, which is risen from the ocean. The plane is attacked by a pterodactyl, killing the pilot and injuring Lois. Superman lands on the island and fights off another beast while the injured Lois is captured by Luther, who controls the city. With Lois's safety in jeopardy, Superman is forced to cooperate with Luther. He fights another beast, while Lois is taken to be killed. Superman overcomes his opponent, rescues Lois, and destroys the city. Luther is apparently killed by his own creatures. So sad. So what did you think of that one, Stephen? Uh, this was a fun one. Um, his... his, his uh base of operations is is has risen a notch uh and i think what's most amazing about this undersea city is he didn't build the the city was already there 
Uh, yes, it was, he found it. Uh, a sunken city, Pacifo or something, some weird name. And he- uh, Pacifo, Pacific. Yeah, it was something like really that. dumb name. But, but it he- It put you in mind of Pacific Ocean, but right, it, it exactly. wasn't spelled exactly the same. And he spent time underwater uh, covering the city with glass so that it could- you could you could hang out there with the dinosaurs and and breathe the air. Um, yeah, this yeah probably doesn't smell all that great. This issue really kind of brought home to me how uh, useless really Lois is in a lot of these stories. That her only purpose of being in this story was to provide uh, to be a hostage. So that Luther could say, do what I say, or she's going to, because the first thing that happens to them, Superman Clark reaches over and gives her the old Vulcan nerve pinch. The second time he's done that now, knocks her unconscious. And she spends a a majority of this book uh, either unconscious or in a coma-like state. Right. Which. Yeah. Her her point, uh, according to uh, Mr. Siegel, is to be rescued. That's what she is there for. That's why she's there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and to me, uh, if, okay, um, there, there, are, there are certain things that are almost always written a certain way in comic books. Um, the longer you read, the more that it just dawns on you that, yep. and so you, you start to overlook things because it's quote unquote good or bad. Okay. I'm, I'm not judging it. But it is the way that it is, mm-hmm. and it's always that way. And so it doesn't make – after a while, you get desensitized yeah. to it, and you don't pay as much attention to yeah. it. The female in distress is a very long-standing oh, trope yeah. in comic books because the majority of the characters being written about are male, and so it is used as a motivation for the male. I just finished um, Miss – or Mrs. – I'm not sure – DeRoss's – biography of Gardner Fox. And according to her, he was, particularly for his time, maybe not in comparison to what you see now, but for his time. And and uh, for those of you that don't know Gardner Fox, he is, among other things, the reason I read it, he is the creator of uh, Dr. Fate. So, he is a much written DC Golden Age creator. He also is involved in the Flash mm-hmm co-creator. I believe he's also creator or co-creator of Hawkman. He I mean he you know he's a big uh, name. And right there we're yeah we're we're starting to throw out yeah he's one of the he's, long, long yep, standing he's one of the big names. So yeah. Um and and according to Miss or Mrs. Uh DeRoss, he was very good because his thinking was this way also in that women should stand on their own feet. That's why they exist is to to be a person that does things. They don't exist to be used as a reason for something yeah. else. And in thinking about, uh, as I said in, in one of the earlier episodes, I've, I've read all of Dr. Fate's appearances. And in retrospect, he did write females differently from, in this case, Lois. Yeah. Uh, and if you have read several Dr. Fate stories that had uh, Dr. Fate's girlfriend, name escapes me, but um, you you will see in comparing the two that, yeah, she doesn't run afoul as much. She is 
there, and she is there after he's done something and he comes back uh, in, in much more of a normal situation, almost like a husband going to work and coming home from work, yep. uh, as opposed to a kidnapping uh, uh, in peril, which happens a couple times in the Dr. Fate story, but that's not mainly what happens. She lives a much more normal life. Uh, nice. than than what we have seen from Lois. Yeah. And now reading the Superman stories, it is very more obvious to me that that is what Gardner Fox was doing with women uh, in Dr. Fate than what Siegel is doing with women here for Superman. The uh, Gardner Fox yeah. biography, I would highly recommend it. Uh, she did a very, very good job on the book. Uh, it's It's not just Gardner Fox's Inza, yes, Piper, thank you. Um, or Inza among, like, over the course of the stories, her name fluctuated three or four times, too. But Inza, I think, is what mainly stuck. Um, the biography talks about Gardner Fox as a person, not just as his in his comic book aspect, because over the course of his writing career, he wrote also several hundred novels several hundred novelettes, magazine articles. He wrote for more than just DC before and after writing for DC. Yeah. So he was a very written man, uh, particularly for his day. Uh, very, very good biography. I, I just finished it up uh, this past weekend, actually. So well, a lot of fun. I'll look into it. I've, been, I've, been, I've been wanting to uh, read more uh, books about comics you know comics history mm -hmm. and, and whatnot and the 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 damsel in distress trope um you know we're still getting that today oh yeah they've just yeah. you know what writers do now is that they they uh they they take the woman and they they make her a, a she's a she's a strong character she stands on her own and she's she's a fighter and then but the only reason you put her in the movie is so the bad guy could kill her and give the male hero his right. reason, you know, for right. coming out of retirement or, you know, shutting down the bad guys. Cause you know, the, your male hero always has to have flaws and they're always reluctant to, you know, it's uh, too busy drinking and being an they, alcoholic. They have to and, have a yeah. good reason. And to sometimes the, the easy reason and my God, for the longest time, I just, I'd, I'd never noticed it. And, uh, you know, took my wife to point stuff like that out to me. And it's like, once, you, once you, once you, once it's pointed out, it's it's sometimes it's just so screamingly you, obvious that yeah, you just become desensitized yeah. to it because it is every book, not every physical book, but every title, yep. it occurs at some point in every yep. title because all of the heroes that we're reading are male. They're males written by males. Yeah, you know. Now take uh, Wonder Woman for example. I know that Steve Trevor has been put in peril, but not as frequently and as, not in the same way yeah, because it's a man. Wonder, Even though the female is the, the protagonist, the, the foil male can't be done like that for whatever reason. I don't you know. So and the, the dude that created Wonder Woman, you know, basically Ooh. put that uh, her, her weakness was what being tied up. So yes, they, they often yeah, had to, you know, whereas Superman would be presented with kryptonite. Yeah. Wonder Woman, she, her golden age stuff had some uh, interesting quirks yeah. 
because of uh, the personality of her creator. Yeah, what yeah, little, very that. little I know about that guy. It's like, wow. It's uh, uh, different. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to judge or say right or wrong yep. or whatever, but j- different. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, if people are writing a character like that today, it's not going to be a mainstream Marvel DC book yep. that you're reading it in. Yep. I'll put it that way. Yep. <laughs> so, take that for what you yep. will. <laughs> okay. Um, so, back to our book here. Um, so, Superman is fighting off a missile attack once again. That seems to be very popular from, from Luther here. S- sending bombs yeah. and missiles at, at uh, Superman. Only this time... As Superman is defeating this particular missile, Luther projects his face onto the yep. missile rather than a tree like last issue. It's it's a missile, this issue. And they talk back and forth. I think Luther was trying to distract Superman long enough for the missile to completely fall out of the sky. Yeah. But Superman was onto that. and He jumped off just before it hit the ground and exploded. Not that it would have hurt him anyways, but... Um, and that was to try to derail him from getting to the oil wells. Yeah. That's where Superman is on the way yeah. to, which automatically tells you that Luther must have something to do with nope. what's going on there since he's trying to waylay Superman. The oil derricks, which they use that term quite often here at the beginning of this story, which I, I really enjoyed because even though it's not spelled the same way, uh, I have a friend named Derek. And so <laughs> all oh, the derricks we that were being destroyed. Would that be Mr. Coward or would that be someone else? Uh, no, but uh, okay. yeah, the one, one of my old bandmates, his name is Derek. Okay. Yes, I, I mentioned Derek Coward. Uh, for those of you that do not know, uh, Mr. Coward is in no small way responsible for comic book podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so look him up if you have any interest in history of comic book podcasting. Yep. So Superman gets here. Uh, he's waylaid again by an earthquake, um, but he... Has has a little helpy helpy here for some some of the oil derricks for the earthquake. Now, Clark got sent by his editor to look at the oil wells. Lois shows up out of nowhere. She she boards <laughs> an airplane to go out there. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, presumably because the editor told her to go out too. Yeah. But we know he didn't tell her at the same time that he told Clark because we saw right. that. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't see anything having to do with Lois other than. Essentially, she shows up in Oklahoma, and Clark's like, oh, he sent you too. Okay, well, let's go. Yeah, and, and it, in fact, uh, Clark is such a go-getter that uh, I love his response when uh, his editor tells him that he's sending him to, to Oklahoma, you know, cover the story. And Clark says, just try and stop me. <laughs> there's more quippy. Yeah. Not necessarily for the same reason, right. but still the same personality. Sounds like a suck up to me. Oh, mm, harsh. So uh, Clark and Lois go to the Oklahoma Bulletin uh, is the name of the paper here to find out what's going on. But they find out while they're there that California is falling into the ocean at the same time that they're in Oklahoma. They're told that the um, ocean has risen two feet. So I guess it's not California falling in. It's the yeah. ocean coming up to it's, over. And it's continuing to rise. So they, Clark grabs Lois and they're going to head out there, but they're waylaid by a couple uh, of uh, n- ne'er-do-wells courtesy of Luther, waiting for him. Knew that they were going to come out because I guess 
you know, let's let's Luther knew they were there, so Luther did something to the West Coast because he knew they would leave, and in leaving they would be exposed. So he sent some henchmen to get them. Yeah, that's yeah, he's uh, a, the the the, he, the logic here is getting kind of specious to me. It's like uh, okay, now Luther's a planner. If, if you if you wanted Clark and Lois, just go grab them. You know, don't destroy California just to get them. That's that's a bit overkill. You know, we know you're a smart guy, but come on. So Clark and Lois now are in the clutches of of the ne'er do well, and this is where, as they're driving. Before he does anything, Clark gives the Vulcan nerve pinch to Lois. To um, save her as life. You, as you indicated for the second time yeah. now. Uh, knocks her out. He messes with the car. Uh, while, he's doing, <laughs> while he's doing this, one of the ne'er-do-wells has a pistol and shoots him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the first time we've seen yeah. that. But point blank, yeah. shoots him in the, the face. The glasses even survive. <laughs> yeah, so. So Clark is he's getting tougher and tougher all the time now. Yeah. You know, used to be he was he would stand out there and it would be a rifle. Yep. Now he's taking yeah. pistol shots to the face. Inches from like, his face. My teachers always no didn't thing. tell me I was stick schooled. Yeah. Quip. Yep. Quip. So he overcomes the uh the two thugs and in the process the car uh loses control, goes off the cliff. Clark do you want to mention that, Steve? Oh, the comment, what yeah. Piper said. Piper Cody yeah. uh, said, I uh, wonder if this influenced Superman the movie. Uh, we need dinosaurs in a future movie. And, and you know, when you asked me what I thought about this issue, I just, all I got to say is Superman fights dinosaurs. I'm done. That's all I need. I'm happy. <laughs> You're out? Okay. That's right. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Superman's fighting dinosaurs. Where do I sign up? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, so the, car careens off the mountain here, killing the guys. Apparently, here's another scene where there, there's no other uh, outcome but the people dying. Yeah, either the the he, either the car going off the cliff kills them or when he slammed their two or, heads together, uh, yeah, that could have yeah, killed that, them. That's, that's true. He, he could have pulped yeah. their brains by the, uh, by the uh, Laurel and Hardy uh, thing there. Doug's right. Dinosaurs makes, make every story better. Well, yeah, but I think gorillas make it a little bit better, better. So, what about you know, gorillas riding dinosaurs? And dinosaurs? Okay. That's a, that's a done deal there. Right. Yeah. That's rights itself. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, <laughs> yes, you know, that's, that's, that's the one there. Um, Throwing some fancy words like kaiju and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, when Peter over. Jackson did uh, King Kong, I remember going out to eat uh, with Karen and uh, I think her family. And that night we were going, we, we were either going home to see King Kong or we were going to the theater to see King Kong. I don't remember which. But uh, uh, they had asked, what are you guys doing tonight? And I said, we're, we're going to go see the, the new uh, King Kong. And I remember one of her brothers saying something to the effect of, man, I heard that movie is just really long and boring and it's a big slog. And I said, uh, does he fight a T-Rex in that movie? And he's like, yeah, he does. Does he fight two T-Rexes in that movie? And he's like, uh, yeah. Does he fight three T-Rexes in that movie? And he's like, yeah, that's all I need to know. <laughs> that's, you know, and, and have you seen the original King Kong? I've seen clips of it. Yes. Black and white. Yeah. He, he fights a dinosaur yep. in that. Yes, he does. So, it, so, so they have always put yeah. King Kong the gorilla 
against dinosaurs. Yep. It, it's you know you you got to if you want to have a legit King That's Kong right. movie. So uh, Clark rescues Lois here, but now she's unconscious, so she doesn't know yeah. all of the super feats he's doing to rescue her. Um, when she does come to, she just comes to as as him being Clark. Yeah. And and he he just feeds her some bull story about you know what's going on. It, yep. So she doesn't know any better. Yeah, she's a dumb lady. She's a dumb woman. She didn't need to know what's uh, going on. Gu- gu- gullible, <laughs> I, I think she's gullible. Yeah, you know we we have to be kind. Um, so Clark uh, finds a pilot to fly them out to the glass. What does it say here? Glass enclosed city of ancient weird design. Uh, that's the narration description here. I did make a note on this. I actually looked this up because uh, Clark asks the pilot uh, if they will take him somewhere. And the guy says, I'll take you for a thousand dollars. And Clark's okay. like, oh, that's a deal. I looked it up. And Uh-oh. according to, I'll just say the Internet. How much was a thousand dollars? A thousand dollars then would be about twenty thousand dollars today. <sighs> Some some of the results said nineteen thousand. Some said twenty one thousand. So about twenty thousand dollars. Clark was just like reaching into his wallet. Here's twenty thousand dollars, basically rolling in money as a newspaper reporter. Well, he's. I wonder Uh, if he still has that millions. You know, because way back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got all them millions. We we never saw him turn that in. So I know he tried to Mm. use some of it in that one story to help out. Somebody, for some reason, the rich guy mm-hmm. who was so bored because he had all this money and couldn't figure out how to spend it and stuff. But yeah, he he may still have all that money. Dude, good point. Hmm. Okay. So uh, as they get near to the city, this is where they run into the stray pterodactyl, <laughs> uh, which apparently uh, suddenly up from the prehistoric city. So the, And he, here's an interesting thing. The... The city is it's it's just a city. It's not an island, and then there's a city. But it's just a city, yep. and just the city is in, encased in glass. And out of that is the pterodactyl. Yeah, uh, probably more than one if if we really got down to it. But and it's it's not like even a glass dome. It's like the glass is almost mm-hmm. form fitting to the buildings. That's that yes. is a that. It's it's one thing to build a glass dome around a city, but to actually shape the glass at that's some dedication. Form fitting, yeah, it's form fitting. Uh, the pterodactyl, of course, is every bit as big as the plane, so it attacks the plane and and does a number on it, killing the pilot and knocking Lois unconscious. Oh, so for the second time this story, Clark does Superman stuff yep. as Clark yep. with Lois being unconscious and not being able to see yep. or find out that. There's any connection there between the two? She, we get yeah. two. Uh, she she never makes the connection in this story of, how, of Clark leaping. Uh, yeah, we get we get two images in this story of Clark leaping from an exploding vehicle carrying an unconscious Lois. That happens twice in this story. Right in the yeah in the in the same story. So it's like, um, are, are J- Jerry? Are you running out of things here that you're having to? You know, repeating is one thing, but repeating in the same story, yeah. it's like, come on, man. It, it's Superman. Let him fly. But no, I know, right? It's like, come That's on. A, yeah. He can't even fly, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so with uh, Lois in tow, he, he takes out the pterodactyl, <laughs> yes, so it'll, it'll quit bugging him. And then plummets 
essentially, right? The, the rest of the way down to the ground, but not hurting Lois. Yeah. He sets her over there. He goes over here and changes to Superman's outfit now, right? He, he takes off the Clark suit and comes back over here to where Lois is waking up as Superman. Uh, I don't believe she... No, she doesn't ask about Clark because she's in some kind of altered state. Yeah, she's in- so she, she doesn't even realize what's going on. She, she can move around. So the, the, but the shock must have put her in a coma. That and it's a it's a very interesting coma because yeah. she's sitting up yeah. and moving around and everything like that. An automaton, basically. Yes. Um, Superman saves her from a giant rat, <laughs> uh, which I can only presume came out of the glass encased city. Yeah. Right. So that's because now grabs it by the we, leg, yeah, flings it around by the leg. Look. Yeah, it doesn't rip the leg out by nope. doing that. The, no. the rat stays whole, and yeah, yeah. Um, so, all of this is occurring, though, on an island now. So, n- not just a city has risen up out of the ocean, but the city is on an island, and the island has nice vegetation, and r- just like any other above-water island, like, you know, like the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah. So, uh, the, the island has not been under the water, but the city attached to the island has been under the water. You know, Luther Luther doing some extreme science with yeah. that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he uh, dispatches, uh, like Stephen said, the, the giant rat by flinging it around by its back leg. And no, it didn't tear it off. It, it just and threw it out into the ocean. When he turns around, Lois is gone because she's been grabbed by a couple henchmen and carted over to a plane. A plane that is flying to the city when the city is easily within visual distance. Yeah. I mean, they could have easily walked to the city. Yeah. So, uh, n- another cool design for the plane. I like the prop yeah. on the front and the back. That's that's kind of cool. Um, as he's flying, Luther just talks to Superman this time. He doesn't do the casting his image on a cloud or anything. He just did voice projection, yeah. telepathy, it's, or it's, uh, it's, who knows what yeah, it is. God voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they land uh, the the plane lands. Superman um, Caesar before he can go and rescue her from the the two thugs here. Luther is there, and here in panel sixty eight, Luther is looking pretty rough. Right? He yeah. he's looking almost skeletal or or something very withered and 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 drawn and yeah. And is it, the, it, they're they're just, drawing his hair very disheveled. It's just like this mm-hmm. rat's yeah, nest on top of his head almost. Yeah. So, so uh, once again, um, Luther wants to test Superman against a giant creature that, well, eh, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, um, he, he tells uh, Superman that he, he only wants to revive Lois and he tells right. his henchmen to take her to the green laboratory, which apparently is code to mean killer. Killer. Because that's what they try to yeah. do. And I, I wonder, they don't make it clear, but I almost wonder if Luther really did want to help her and, and that the, the, the thugs just misunderstood. He's like, I think he meant he, want, he wanted us to kill her because he said the green laboratory and that means to kill her. I, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was kind of funny that, that it was actually, they were just mistaken. 
Uh, yeah, probably not though. With Luther, <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah, I guess not. it's possible because we're not told, right. We're so, not. Yeah. So I just I, I I in my mind that's a little side story that the um the, the navy uh, the 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 official peoples finally noticed that there's a big floating <laughs> city out here uh, covered in in glass. Yeah. Um, covered. In, there's a word for that in cooking. Covered in glass. Glazed. Uh, okay. Um, and so they get together and, and one military talks to another military who talks to another who sends uh, investigative planes out. But they say, verify the report. If the situation warrants it, use lethal gas. Yeah, just leaving the decision up to them. American flyers yeah. is, is who these men are that have now been given the, the double O designation, yep. if you will. You have a license to kill. Superman gets into a, a kind of a combat arena. Well, not kind of. It says an open arena and goes up against a kind of Tyrannosaur that I don't, I don't know. know maybe maybe he's just is. he's just huffing and puffing yeah, or something. He, or it could be that he's breathing fire. I don't know. Um, it, it, it almost looks like it, I can almost hear that dinosaur going. Put him up, put him up, you know, because it looks Almost. like he's got his, puts a, got his dukes, dukes up and he's ready to do some fisticuffs with Superman. Kind of, yeah, kind of a humorous panel yeah. there for 82. But then for 83 and 84, where Superman is, is beating him, he looks a little bit more <laughs> right. serious about yeah. it. Uh, but Superman defeats uh, that dinosaur, that creature, monster, I guess is what they called him. Uh, Luther gives the order to have Superman and Lois killed because now, um, did we miss? Yeah, we, I, I didn't mention, but yeah, you, S Stephen mentioned the, uh, take her to the green room and everything yeah. that, that failed, uh, because Superman heard them talking about it and he breaks through the wall and, and rescues her. So she is safe by the time he goes to the arena uh, actually she's down in the arena with yeah. him. We don't we don't see her really get in the way, but she's down there yeah, with she's him. still a, an automaton at this point. And she is still in need of rescue. Very much so. Uh, Luther gives the kill order uh, since his monster didn't do the job. But by this time, the American planes have arrived and they are indeed dropping lethal gas. And do, do you see what it says? What the guards before the guards can use their green rays? Uh, green, right? Yeah, see that with green. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all green. Mm -hmm. What you can't tell me there's no connection between this and the fact that later yeah. on that kryptonite is green. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, this, this, everything that Luther has done has been colored green. And I mean, green gas, green rays, the green room, the green liquid they were going to kill yeah. Lois in. Stan Lee has always said that like the colors green and purple were, were villain colors. It's like, well, that's why all the villains. Okay. Wore green and purple. The only diff, the only hero that wore green and purple would be the Hulk because he was green with purple pants. But that's because he was kind of an anti-hero. But all the heroes were like red, white, blue, and all the villains purple and green. Now that's interesting because in literature class in college, green indicated something else in in literature. Yeah. It was it, green was the nature natural. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is kind of opposite of being evil and and whatever. So interesting convention there that got flipped yep. between uh, types of literature, yeah. media, media. Yeah, I guess yeah. types of media maybe would be better. Um, so uh, Superman scoops up Lois. Uh, the the planes 
damage the enclosed uh, city enough that uh, it's a distraction that allows Superman to get out. He he goes through the glass covering. So let's see. First of all, for some reason, Luther gets down to being in the arena with the monster. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That 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 makes no. That it's really hard to follow. Just those two panels. It it's it's like is Luther down in the it because it it looks to me like Superman jumped up, up. Yeah, to where mm-hmm. Luther was. But for some reason, the monsters are up there too. And then Luther tells the monsters to get Superman, and instead they attack him. Uh, right. So the uh, to to get away from everything, Luther uh, tries to lower the city back into the ocean, and so he encloses it back. So apparently, it opened up. Yeah. When it when it rose, even though every picture of it had the glass case, yeah. the, the city was always enclosed. But apparently. In the air, it had to be opened up because now that he's trying to pull it back down into the ocean, he has closed the glass case uh, to try to escape. Superman escapes with Lois, busting through the glass, allowing the ocean now to run into the city as it's submerging itself. Uh, Further, I'm sure, helping the city submerge even faster than (laughs) than what Luther had originally planned. Uh, Superman swims with Lois back to the mainland. She's uh, okay. Uh, he kind of gives her another uh, poo-poo story about what's been going on while she's been out of it, because from the time that the pterodactyl a- attacked the airplane, Lois has no memory of of what happened from that point yeah. to now. So she was completely out of it. Uh, she woke up. Did they do anything? Uh, she just woke up on her own. Yeah, he yeah. he man- so, he's able to take her, take to, her to the shore. Find a change of clothes and get her to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yep, not her. She's in the same rag she's been wearing yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But he he has gone in and out of of suits and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he catches her up. We see, which is something in the last all of these stories that we've talked about tonight have these paper shots of headlines yeah. and and sub headlines and everything like that. So that's a new thing that they're doing, kind of to sum up what has happened in the story. Yeah. And to kind of show that not only is, uh, you know, Superman doing his job, Clark Kent's always do also doing his job in writing articles about what happened. Right. Right. Um, way to go, uh, from the editor. Uh, thank you much here from Superman end of story. And in this issue, we have an image of the Sandman advertising adventure comics. Last issue, it was uh, an image of the Spectre advertising. They're kind of going back and forth. More fun? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what book the Spectre was from. I'm too. We learn that the reason why the oceans were, were, the Pacific Ocean was rising and covering California, I guess, was due to the city coming out of the ocean and that uh, that's, the, the, it, he, he had taken over all these oil fields because then he was using the oil to power the city. Yeah. I, yeah. It, uh, they kind of said that, but they didn't really explain yeah. why the finding of the city and what trying to raise it caused yeah, it's it. Like comic book science. And in fact, to, the, 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 exactly. the panel with the uh, the newspaper, one of the little headlines you see is scientists baffled. You know, there's more there, but it's like, yeah, I think we all are kind of baffled 
about how this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll, we're in good company. Even the it, scientists it, don't know how this works. It, it's too big for us. You know, Luther yeah. had it all figured out, but it's, That's right. you know, us, us simpletons, us uh, plebeians, we, we have no chance of, of understanding it's too, it. It's so. too big. It's too big for our minds to comprehend. So there are the first three, eh, arguably four uh, appearances of who we will know to be Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is still around today, still Superman's the Superman villain. Oh, yeah. I, I would think definitely. Although you're, you're talking in a, another one of your shows about a pretty nasty villain. I don't think Lex ever managed to kill Superman, although yeah. that's. And That's kind of a, a softly used word, but and uh, you know, we talked about uh, how here at this point, Superman's two big villains are all uh, they're super super smart, so brain over brawn, and that's why they, uh, from what Dan Jurgens has said, why they chose Doomsday. You know, Doomsday wasn't originally created to to just be something that came in to kill Superman. They had been uh, uh toying with an idea of bringing in a villain all, all of his villains ultimately at that point most of his villains were uh villains that took down superman using their brains except for like the parasite but otherwise they weren't like super right. strong guys like him so they wanted to 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 bring a character in that could you know go toe to toe with superman physically so they'd already kind of come up with his design and they jurgens had been doodling him and stuff and so then when it when they came up with the the death idea, it was like, well, here we we got this guy right here. Choose him. Cool, cool. And that um that that is uh we're we're talking about uh, since you spoke of one of my shows, uh, we're talking about another show that Stephen is doing. Just another fanboy presents, uh, where he is talking about the storyline death of Superman. Uh, pretty much as I was speaking about doing the Pacific Comics coverage, he is talking about the books as they release or were released 30 years ago for our weeks as as we are moving through it. Yep. Um, you've dropped five episodes so far? Yes. As of today, November 15th, five episodes. Episode six comes okay. out on Thursday the 17th, which... And, and that will be he will be talking about those books that released in the death of Superman storyline this week, 30 years ago and moving forward, that will be what he is happening. And if, if there was a week, which there always are weeks where elements of the storyline, there there are no books that fit into that. He has plans to, to fill that slot with other aspects of the story um, that, that he is talking about. Ultimately, now are you are you stopping with the the end of Death of, or are you going into? I'm the- going through the whole thing, Death and Return of Superman. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. almost a full year of stories. With uh, right. okay, there are I think there are twelve weeks. I think I counted throughout it that there weren't any uh, books released during those weeks, and some of those weeks I may just take off. Uh, the The first yeah. break is coming up. Um, I think it's week seven, maybe, uh, I think it's the week after, um, Superman dies, okay. uh, or very close to it. Uh, but I, I am going to be, I'm going to go ahead and put, try to put an episode out that week. I'm going to talk about the recently released, um, 
uh, 30th anniversary special that they right. that they just they put out. I was wondering if you'd read that. I don't think you had said anything about having read that. I haven't or... read it yet. I've got it, but I, I haven't yet? read it oh, yet. Okay. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of the art teams are coming back. So you got like Dan Jurgens with Brett Breeding on one of the stories. It's like four stories in one issue. And I know that Tom Grummet and uh, who, who's who, who's the other guy? Um, John Bogdanov, who did the, the Man of Steel stuff. Because then, you know, once he dies and they bring, they do the whole, uh, the, 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 the four supermen that come back, you know, each one of those right. four titles kind of becomes their own thing. Okay. Superboy, Steel, the, the visored Superman and the cyborg Superman. Okay. So there you go, guys. There's more Superman talk. If you want yeah. to hear uh, Stephen talk about another aspect of Superman, that one, um, what, 30 years ago would be- 92. 90, uh, which would be 50 years after what we're talking yeah. about. So yep. different- uh, time frames of Superman represented just from this one podcaster, Mr. Stephen Orr. Piper Cody says he's enjoying just another fanboy presents. Good. Well, cool. I'm, I'm really, I'm having a really good time uh, making the show. You know, it's like just another fanboy. I bounce all over the place. And this is the point of this is one storyline until it's done. And then we'll, we'll do something else later. All right. So anything else you want to say about uh, Superman four? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't No, I didn't make any other, didn't make any other notes. I'm good. Alrighty. Uh, and for those of you that can see, this is uh, Kitsune here uh, who's decided to fill my space. with. That's me. the cat that I usually see. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have another one, but she doesn't typically come up and get in my face like this one does. Alrighty, guys. Uh, we do want to thank everybody for listening tonight uh, to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, uh, ask us a question, or, or maybe just give us some feedback in general, you can send an email to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter under the handle at Soups Super Show, or come join the fun over on the forum at forum dot just another fanboy dot com all the links for all these things will be in the show notes so uh, you can catch up with it there till next week i'm ed that is steven and this was the superman super show ciao bye superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in action comics magazine